I met Laura when I was three years old, and we were instantly best friends. If anybody could write a book about me, it would be her. We have a lot of history between us, and somehow still, I missed this whole story of a slushy incident. It was a little messy. We start out how to effectively ignore holes in the walls of the house because, really, who cares? And then we blow off the need for a vacuum cleaner, but by the end, we agree everybody needs a mannequin. This is really fun. I love Laura. Welcome to Bad Choice Tuesday with Andrea Howell. I'm talking with my friends about the questionable choices we make, sometimes unconventional, sometimes unavoidable, sometimes flat out bad. And sometimes Bad Choice Tuesday happens on a Thursday night. We're talking about friendship, unconditional love, and questionable choices. Welcome to Bad Choice Tuesday. We're going to have to talk about impulse buying and how I sabotage myself because I wanted that, you know, I want that painting from Paris. Oh, okay. And so I keep trying to figure out how to make it budget neutral. Like either I need to find that money from somewhere else or at the very least, like not spend it on additional shit I don't need. And all the Black Friday stuff's coming out. And I need a new vacuum cleaner. I need to get rid of like three vacuum cleaners I have that where various parts of them don't work and then get one that also works on rugs because I have all these little rugs. And so I decided I was going to get one of those dick ones. So I found it at Target and I did I did do the store pickup where you just pull up in the parking lot and they bring it out to your car because I thought I am not going inside. <laughs> I'm not going inside yeah. that Target. And I I try like I try because well, it is it's like it's like it's not even near Black Friday. Why are we talking Black Friday? Yeah, I was like I can't even I won't even let my right. I I, I right. have stuck catalogs to the side because I'm like I'm not looking at these yet because I probably would overbuy. I keep yeah. I keep saying like some people do revenge dating or revenge travel, you know, you hear after the pandemic or whatever. I'm like, I think I'm doing revenge house stuff. Like I've neglected things around my house and Thanks. in my house for so long <laughs> that, <laughs> that I came back and I'm like, I got this. I'm doing this. I'm cleaning stuff out. But I'm finding it's so much more motivating in France, especially Vienna to some degree, but France, especially there was a lot of kind of maximalist stuff this time. You know, lots hmm. of bright colors and things crowded together and things like that in ways that didn't look cluttered, that looked really artistic and beautiful. And it was so inspiring. So I come home and I like all those bright colors. And what I'm finding is that it's a lot easier for me to pull out boxes of old stuff, like my mom's stuff or grandma's stuff or my stuff, whatever, instead of saying, I got to go through this stuff and get rid of it. If I say, I'm going to go through it and see what I can find that I can use. Yeah, right. Oh, there you go. That works better. The result of that is that I end up all also saying, you know, I really need a vacuum cleaner that can handle both the hardwood floors and the little rugs. <laughs> so I end up, yeah, I end up buying yeah. more stuff. But I am getting rid of then like the three, you know, semi-broken vacuum cleaners. But I'm definitely not saving money. Right. Yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah, the vacuum cleaner. I've tried to buy a good vacuum cleaner. I'm, I haven't done a Dyson one, but uh, whatever one is down there now, I've tried to fix but vacuum cleaners and I just, the whole thing's just overrated. So, so I'm just, but it's <laughs> mostly wood floors now so we just sweep them <laughs> right well and then so then we ran into the thing with 
the sweeping the floors because I, we've just been sweeping the floors now for years. And my problem is then it gets into the little cracks between the boards. Like then there's just stuff like at some point you have to take a little vacuum and go between the boards. And I, it's just too much. I'm like, I just need... I don't know. Do and you I, have to? Do you no. really have to? Well, no, because I've ignored it for a good 10 years. So no. Right. <laughs> but at some, at some point, presumably, I should actually clean the floors. And well, what I, I have, I have, we redid the kitchen 15 years ago, well, 14 years ago. And mm-hmm. that was like our prize room that we redid. Right. But we live beautiful. in the, we live in the old bungalow. Yeah. And the old bungalow had one of these old fashioned wired doorbells. Yeah. And I think maybe when we redid the kitchen, did the door, I don't even know if the doorbell worked then, but for whatever reason, the contractor didn't just take it out. <laughs> so I have this wired doorbell that had a crappy plastic cover. Yes. That did sit there for, it just fell off about a year ago. <laughs> so now the, it fell off and cracked into pieces that I could not fix. So now in my kitchen, I just have this wired doorbell pieces that are just collecting <laughs> crappy dust. But oh. if I take it out, there's going to be a hole in my wall. <laughs> I, so have I, the need... same. I have the same thing. Okay, yeah. So I, so the other day I did try to dust it because it's so dusty, but I'm just like, this is like, it's total like sun, right? Is it cognitive dissonance or something? Like I walk into this beautiful kitchen that I love, but there's this crappy doorbell mechanism <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> I did. Well, so I did mine. Well, when my kids were little, I actually disconnected the doorbell off the front door. So even my, my front door, there are just these two little wires. And and yeah. anybody with when they come to the door would realize that you could like clink the wires together. The together. <laughs> and the doorbell would ring. Right. But otherwise, I generally didn't want like, I don't know what was wrong with me. The kids were little and they were, you know, I didn't. Anyway, they were sleeping and yeah. I disconnected. Yeah, you didn't the want the doorbell. Yeah. yeah. So the doorbell has never been a big thing. So I had the big plastic doorbell cover thing and it's right inside, like right inside the family room. So a couple of years ago, actually probably five years ago when I started, you know, and didn't finish painting that one wall that's half painted, I took that off. I took the cover off because I wanted to hang something flat on the wall, but I didn't realize when I took it off that there was going to be the giant hole. I was prepared for the wires. I was not prepared for the giant hole. So then I had to hang something that was big enough for the hole. And really the whole thing needs to be like somehow however you clamp off those wires. Right. And those wires, my my wires are like stretched out. Who knows where they go through the house? They need to be pulled out and... Right. And so there's a random thermostat in the wall in the library. <laughs> but now that I took the doorbell off and ended up with a hole in the wall, I know that unless I'm prepared to patch the damn thing, I should leave it alone. Right. So right. I do. I don't know. I did try. So there was a hole in the bathroom door from some random kicking incident that probably happened 20 years ago. And I did decide I was going to paint that door that original hollow core door because it's just not a priority of that, you know, to replace that door. So I decided I was going to patch it. I went to the hardware store and bought one of those metal mesh screen things that you just stick on there and then put the putty over it and then paint over it. And I did all that. I did the whole thing and I sanded it and I thought it looked fine until I painted it. And now it just looks like a, like a little plaster. Yeah, it's really Uh, bad. (laughs) Like, I don't think I I have I have a patch in the attic. What did we have? Um, I guess we had some kind of, I think we had, there was a gas heater up in the attic that we eventually took out and yeah. I did I did try to patch it myself but it is <laughs> right I painted it but you know what I just stuck a bookcase in front of it exactly like, no one comes up here it has a bookcase in front of it I don't know so it's gonna keep me from selling the house like all the stuff that I've just kind of gone eh, okay like I patched over it yeah, I would have I to our neighbors just it. sold their house as is you're just like here it is this is it that's you true you deal with it that's true <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I see houses that go on the market and they have all these weird, quirky things in them. And it's like, oh my God, that house is a wreck. And all I can think is, yeah, that's pretty much a house somebody lived in for 20 or 30 years. And then they moved their furniture didn't have, out. Like, yeah. And they didn't have like a professional architect team to like interior designers to keep it all up all the time. <laughs> right. And right. or yeah, Well, and you really do have furniture that you're putting in front of, like the old phone jacks in the wall for the wired phones. Right. I, how many of those little well, ground plates are in my walls? I'm like, okay, what am I going to... Well, pick? and I would just like to say, yeah. you know, we hired a high-end contractor to do the kitchen mm-hmm. who did do, you know, interior design, mm-hmm. and he didn't take care of the doorbell. I feel like <laughs> I paid a lot of money. He should have said, let me make sure we take that down and patch that wall instead of leaving it for me to deal with. So Exactly. I like what... We paid you how much money to do this kitchen. You should have figured that that doorbell needed to be taken out. That's... I do feel like even if I throw money at something now, it's not done any better than I would have just done it. So, okay. No. You know. Yeah. Well, I just... Yeah, I guess I, crazy. I just... If somebody just went, um, there's this Driehaus mansion in Chicago where someone just... You can go on these fancy tours and someone showed me the pictures of all the details in the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the amount of time that you have to put to have every detail like that or the Downton Abbey type thing or you just think... I still want to look behind the scenes. I think... I still think there's some cracks behind the scenes. <laughs> or they have this whole mm-hmm. army of, you know, housekeepers and stuff who are... Um, um, doing stuff. I guess I'm I'm thinking just like we have unreal thoughts about our bodies because of all the uh, touch-ups in magazines, we probably have unreal expectations of our, our living environments because of architecture magazines, right? I think that's you true. Can't live, we can't live up to that. That's not, that's just not real. Right. I have events so that people are coming to the house. So at that's least true. some areas of the house get fixed up a little bit because I'm having outside people in so that that's what motivates me i should just turn it into space i want to use so again we're gonna have to be buried in our backyards because we're gonna have fun-sized houses yeah (laughs) well i'm gonna be composted so they can keep me in the backyard for a little well then they can throw me in the garden so that's true. You end up in the backyard one way or another. Yeah, one way or the other, one way or the other. So what are some bad choices I've made? I don't know. So, and did so they, okay, so the... when, you, when you look back at your journal and you're looking, and you're specifically looking for what is some of the bad, bad choices. choices, right? how does that, like, I think that there's this point where you'd be mortified if somebody found your journal and it was full of all like these bad choices that you'd made. And then there, there's a point where it switches over to them being hilarious. Like I've got all of our letters from between you and me from when we were kids. Yes, I was going to go dig those out. I forgot. I was going to go bring that up here and I didn't do that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> the shit we wrote down. Well, that's part of me thinking like what, because we did, remember we went through the bag, I feel like yeah. 10 years ago or something, but it's yeah. been a while. I have not gone through the bag, yeah. but I felt I moved, I moved the bag of letters from my house to yeah. two apartments to here. So, and I know I went through them a couple of times, so they're valuable enough that I, I mean, I want to keep, I wanted to keep them. So I forgot that's what I was supposed to do this morning is I was going to go get the bag out of the basement and kind of revisit it and be like, so I still want these around when I die or I need to remove <laughs> some of I I went through, I probably about 10 years ago, probably about the time you and I went through our letters. So I kept our letters. And then there were some things that I got rid of because I was embarrassed by them 10 years ago. 
that now I wish I had because now they would be kind of funny. So I don't know. There's an argument, I think, for keeping stuff. Whereas Lauren said she burned all of her old journals. Oh, yeah. I would not burn. I don't know. She must have written better better stuff than you and I did. We were so good at sharing it with each other. Because we that was our way of communicating, right? We I mean, Mm -hmm. we didn't we could talk only so often and there I find our letters are very innocent and just like telling them what happened during the day and who we were talking to or something. Mm -hmm. I want to pick out the pictures that I think of when I think of myself. Like I've got a picture of me and you dancing at one of my sister's weddings. (laughs) Where where (laughs) it's the YMCA and we both like have our hips out. We're making the Y and that's one of them. There's an, you know, I kind of have these iconic images of myself with friends and family that I think of when I think of myself. And whenever I run across those photos, I've been trying to set them aside because I'm like, at some point, I would like for the kids to have avians ask me if I would write some of those stories out. And I thought I would love for the kids to have like that set of maybe 10 photos through my right. life where I say, this is how I actually picture myself. And these are the people I, I think of myself most myself with. And here's kind of the story behind this picture. And I think that would make a really cool little book, like, you know, the photo right. and then because the little short story. Yeah. See, I think that's a good decision because we are so overwhelmed. We have thousands of photos yep. and how can you process them out? So that's what I, I mean, I, that's a good idea of like curating your life. I've started doing so that um, I just did this for Halloween. So instead of, you know, having hundreds of photos, I just picked one Halloween photo from each of the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And we just, I put them in five by seven frames so that I can take them out at Thanksgiving or Halloween. And we can see them and reflect on them versus you have to go dig through, you know, hundreds of albums. But that would be good too, like to pick up. But I guess some people do that, right? Like your photo of the year and you can put that in a book. And I know. Again, it's kind of like, it's kind of like removing the cable from around the door frame though. It's like, what day am I doing that? Well, that see, the photos gives me more energy. So I like, I mean, I, I usually connect, you know, I usually cl- do a scrapbook for Christmas and mm-hmm. right around this time, but that's my joy. I mean, that's my like fun project. And I mean, right. Yeah. So actually, it's more giving myself permission to take the time to do that fun project. Cause what am I going to remember? I'm more likely going to look at a photo album than remember that I cleaned out the toy room. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. I keep thinking that like when I go to Vienna for the spring. I keep thinking that's kind of the time that I imagine myself organizing things. Like if I have a couple days here and there between when I am visiting with friends or going out with people or whatever, I'm going to take those days and kind of use them that way. Like on that day, that'll just be a writing day and I'm going to go sit wherever I enjoy sitting and I'm going to do, you know, some writing about all of my pictures from every every springtime past, you know, like some sort of ghost (laughs) of Christmas. And then, and maybe even do some thinking about what I want the next year to look like and how it is now. And all this sort of journal stuff that I think if I take myself out of where I need to buy vacuum cleaners, surely I can sit down and look at these (laughs) photos and write the little vignettes about them. But then when I'm in those kinds of moments, I'm much too in that moment instead. Those actually aren't the times that I want to take and be reflective about any past thing because I'm enjoying being in that. Right, you're in, you don't want to, right. So that balance of living in the moment, living in the present versus Mm -hmm. focusing too much on the past. Yeah, I don't, right. I think that's a challenge to balance that. I think it's almost more that it's entertainment. 
it's not so much that I need to like look back on my life or organize my photos. It's that I'm entertained by your stories and my stories and other people's stories. And I would rather talk with you than watch a movie. It's just right. a different a different form of entertainment. Like I love it when I can go to dinner with somebody and they're telling their stories or talking about what they did today and it's funny or right. sad or whatever it is, that emotional thing. I'd rather at this point in my life have it be with real people. <laughs> okay, so I thought if there's anybody who knows like most of the stuff about me, you've got a couple of gaps in there that were years that I'm fine with you having missed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, if somebody were to write my book, you could probably do it. And in like first person, as if you were right, me. Right, right, right. You could right, probably right, do right, it. Right. And I thought that I'd heard all the stories. I don't know if I knew this thing about the slushy and the haircut and the what happened. You're listening to Bad Choice Tuesday, a conversation about friendship, unconditional love, and unconventional choices. For more information, go to badchoicetuesday.com. We're glad you're here. And now, back to Bad Choice Tuesday. Yeah, no, it was right, you know, right? We met when we were three or four and, you know, were inseparable for many years till you you moved. My you parents fifth, moved right, right? me. Your parents <laughs> moved you. But do you remember it was fifth was it grade? Fifth grade, but like you had started school or you started, I can't remember. I think it was the it end was, of the school year because, because, end of fifth grade, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you were gone and I was going into sixth grade and that's right. Junior high, a, kind of a different, I mean, I was still in the same school, but it was kind of a, you know, a new era. And for, I remember I went and got this, you know, cute, I thought it was like a cute little Bob haircut. And I think it kind of looked like the Dorothy Hamill thing. And I was really proud of that haircut, but you had moved out and this new girl had moved onto the street. And I tried to be friends with her, but she was a nasty girl. And I remember they made fun and she had, you know, some uh, uh, follower and they were making fun of my hair. And I was riding my bike, you know, down our street one day. And I remember, I don't even, I can't remember why, but they rode by me and they threw, you know, like a cherry slushy <laughs> drink on me. <laughs> And I was just thinking, I was like, that was like, that was, that was 20 years before the, right? The glee thing where the people would get, the nerds would get slushed. And I was like, I guess I didn't like my, I don't know if it had anything to do with my haircut, but I felt like it had something to do with my, <laughs> my new haircut that they did not think I was as cool as I thought I was. And so they threw a slushy on me. <laughs> it's funny that you remember it was cherry. She, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. do you remember it was cherry? Well, it was red. I don't know. It was red. I just don't. Some red drink they threw on me, right? I don't know. You're like, it was this but that icy just blood like, shake. Shake, yeah, right. Seemed like a so yeah, so bad choices, right? That haircut, maybe, and then well, but did that so but you were proud of that haircut. Did that actually change? Like, did you end up feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten my hair cut this way? Did you not be friends with that girl? Or like what was the Oh outcome? yeah. Oh well I had a carpool. I actually a few years later I still I had a carpool with her at school. <gasps> oh my god. Um, we were never, you know, we were never good friends. I I mean I you know, I stayed away for a while. Um no one could take my place. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right. So well it was well it was. It was a di- that was a change, right? You and I were close and you were gone and I had a 
try and figure out the neighborhood by, you know, figure out the social scene again. So um, I don't, I mean, I, the haircut, um, I think I grew, you know, it wasn't as cool as I thought it was, but you know, I, I'm not going to hold it against myself for getting, getting the haircut when I was, <laughs> when I was like 12, but you know, so. <laughs> That's so funny. I, was... I, don't, I don't think I would go with that haircut again, I would say. <laughs> With the other night when it was like 4.30 in the morning and I got up and I cut my hair. And so many people have said to me like, oh my gosh, you did such a good job. How do you cut your hair? And I'm like, I pull it down in my hand, like a little ponytail-ish thing, like as much as will fit. And I put the scissors across it and I chop at it until it cuts all the way through. It goes like, (laughs) you know, like that. And then I and then I scrunch it up so you can't tell how much I fucked it up and and that's pretty much it. That's my haircut. Like there, there you go. And when the bangs get long, I like twist it up with one finger in front of my nose and then cut it straight across the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and I figure if I just do that consistently, like every month or two, it sort of layers itself, right? Because I'm kind of always cutting, always cutting the next layer a little bit shorter. <laughs> uh, I did just have that Barbie party and had all our old Barbie out really I I was surprised at how many yeah because I um well all those clothing we got from Mrs. Simpson and everything Mm -hmm. I still have a number of the dresses um but I was surprised at how many headless Barbies there were but I feel like (laughs) we did not do that I think my kids I think my kids did I don't remember us pulling the heads off the Barbies so I think that was the later generation did that to the Barbies (laughs) so um but yeah no i the kids had right have i think those barbie heads are making a comeback with the movie there's been some around with the where you can do the makeup and the hair i love that that's awesome i have you know i have that giant mannequin in the corner of the library and yeah yeah and she's got she's got a glow in the dark wig on, which I never actually look at whether or not it glows in the dark. I'm curious. I should see when I put her when I put her in the window with a Christmas tree. I'll check and see if it actually glows. But but she's well, missing an I arm. Had, the arm fell arm. off. Well, I got her. I got the full size mannequin for my Barbie party. Really? Where'd you get yes. it? Um, well, I I tried to get it. I tried to get a used mannequin. It is yeah. very hard. I spent a month trying to buy a secondhand mannequin. It did not work, so I had to get a brand new one off of Amazon. But it's a really nice mannequin and I like to decorate for Halloween so I will use it again. But she was yeah. out on the lawn as the Barbie for Halloween. Uh-huh. But she's now in the basement and it's disturbing Pascal, my son, <laughs> who has a room down there. He asked if we could move her. And I was like, I don't know. I said, I'm not taking her apart. I was like, you know, I'm going <laughs> to use her again. So I'm not, I'm not taking her apart. But I said, if it's bothering you, we can, you know, try to move it somewhere where it doesn't scare you when you're going to the shower. So... <laughs> Um, no, as if she's just, well, and I'm just mad. I mean, I've had, this is, I'm just kind of mad at myself that I should have bought this mannequin like 10 years ago. Cause mm-hmm. I, I regularly have had Halloween decorations where I've created some kind of body where I could have just had this mannequin and it would have saved me a lot of time. So I feel like everyone, everyone should have a mannequin. It's great. I, it's great. I found this great necklace in all just buried in my stuff. And now it's on the mannequin. And it looks oh. delightful. It's like there the repository okay. for the stuff. I know. I was just going to, yeah, I was just thinking about it. I need to figure out how to organize my jewelry. Maybe I can use put the mannequin. Yes. Yeah. And on yeah, their arms, hold, you know, she could, she could be holding her arms out and have stuff. Have right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's fun with all that costume looking jewelry and like just the fun sparkly things. Right. Right. We were so creative. Do you remember? Right. Grandma, we Grandma had to use Ruth? the old clothes from our, yeah. Yeah. Like our neighbor would give us her old, when I think about that, it's actually really funny. It was like boudoir clothing. Do you remember? She had the matching, like 
the nighty and the and the robe and they'd be very oh, fancy yeah like right, right stuff and we'd use those i have pictures of us in those and with all yeah, this regularly dressed up with mm-hmm. our, our relatives old clothes so it wasn't just yeah and the old jewelry the big jewelry from the 60s and stuff like that and i love that lampshade i well now i've done two of them the lampshades in my bedroom where i use grandma's old clip earrings and put them around the bottom of the lampshade and they look yeah so that's fun. a great idea i kind of felt I bad i'm I... sitting over here that i might do that with yeah yeah i felt i felt kind of bad i was like oh i hate to split up the pairs and what if they get lost and then I'm like what am I doing they're sitting in a box yeah they're just not being used I don't right why they hurt your ears like (laughs) not gonna wear them I know because the clip-ons I have some like that where I'm so afraid to wear them because they fall off Mm -hmm. but now if I put them something they're beautiful but they just live in a box because I'm afraid to wear them out because they slip off but if I could make a display with that that's a good idea I think so that was one of the things I kept seeing in those in those little shops especially in Lille so it's like, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half train ride or something outside of Paris. And it is this fantastic sized town with three universities and just the way that it is centered around the different town squares. It's really perfect. It's just completely walkable. You don't even think about it. There aren't cars everywhere and the roads aren't too big to cross and whatever. It's perfect. And you don't have to walk for a mile to get to the next open shop or to get anywhere. You don't have to use any public transportation. You just walk around. We're walking around and every single shop was something you wanted to go in. Every single one. It was all of these these galleries that were shops and then it would be combined with a gallery and then you'd walk in and it would actually be the artist sitting there making yeah upstairs painting or you know sitting behind the counter making jewelry work you know working with their tools and stuff like that and it was so cool and so they had all this kind of you know the paraphernalia of creating was kind of around as well as really artistic displays of things and everything was sort of crowded because it was like all their unsold stuff and it just felt like this incredibly somehow really stimulating and relaxing at the same time I'm not sure how to explain that feeling but you went in and just kind of went oh you know right like an ideal way to live that you have your space you have your materials and your space and time to create so you're not having to yeah and there was this pull it out and yeah and it and it was curated in such a way that it looked attractive for sale and then also there was the chaos of the raw creative part of it and then to be able to talk with the person as well you know and hear them and they were excited that you were there because you were looking at their stuff and you were excited enough about it to be talking to them about it. It just felt there was so much energy in every single exchange. And that was part of what I wanted when I came home. Like I've been demanding that of people this year that I be really excited to see you and you be really excited to see me. And those shops sort of what's the opposite of model that right? yeah they they embodied that feeling in inanimate objects and i thought i want to feel that way when i walk into rooms i want to feel that way right. feed yeah feed your soul feed your creative spirit so well i think right i mean that goes back to uh i feel like we were talking about the interior design of what early on when oprah had her show about making your home your special place yes. and 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 I think you're doing right. You're doing you want the, your space to nurture your creativity and bring you energy versus mm-hmm. feeling just 
a list of to-do items. Yeah, I remember you, you had rolled your towels, like you'd bought towels and all these great colors and you rolled them up and had them in baskets. Like it, it just looked so, do you still do that? Well, right. I was inspired by that because I went to a retreat at a friend's house and, you know, we stayed at her parents' house and the bathroom felt like you were in a hotel on a spa. And, I, and that was kind of eye-opening to say, yeah, you can make your space feel like this. You don't have to go. You can make your house feel so, you know, more of a spa type feel. Yes. I live with teens now who don't always roll my towels. and <laughs> But I try. I try to roll the towels and I have baskets. And, and when people, you know, I mean, so it makes me feel happy. And I try to, yeah, that it doesn't, I feel like growing up, but my family... And we did, you know, it's not that we didn't have nice stuff, but it was your the towels were just very functional. And it, that's mm-hmm. something like, oh, you can have a special towel. Your mom's bathroom in the upstairs of your house growing up, I, there were two things. First of all, it was like somehow rose colored. Yes, the whole and bathroom, so, right. The thing that I live with that's from your childhood bathroom is that you guys had a whole drawer of barrettes. Right, yeah, barrettes. Exactly. I always said barrettes. And you were like, barrettes. And you barrettes. could pull out this drawer and it was all those. And it was like all the little bows and all the little cutesy things and the, the ponytail holders with the balls, you know, the pretty marble yeah. balls. Oh my, my God. Grandma, remember my grandmother crocheted those dingle, we called them dingling ribbons. Dingling a dog. And we would tie around. Yeah, we would yep. tie them around our ponytails. Those, yeah. I used to have that bag somewhere here in the attic. I don't know what we did with those. those. I've got a couple uh, right. of them. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. I've got one hanging right where I can see it. It hangs with all my jewelry. I think Graham made it. I don't know if your grandma made it or if my great grandma made the one that I have, but I think they yeah. put that together and made a million. I don't know. But yeah, that's true. Maybe they were your, well, yeah. I don't know. I love that we're not we sure. We a lot of them. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. The ding dongles I know right, I have right, a brown exactly. one and a yellow one. Yeah, I, I, I had those. a whole bag of them when the kids were little, but I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if I passed them on to Leslie or not. So it's funny because that all felt so fancy. It just yeah, felt so, it felt like a drawer of treasures. That whole, I missed that bathroom. That bathroom was fun. It was a so fun. We were just, oh, well, because we just did the Barbie party. And I was like, remember grandma had a whole pink bathroom. We could have just had her bathroom in my house that we got. Like, so <laughs> it's gone. We don't have it. Well, and think about it. My parents built that house. So they chose to put all that pink stuff in. It wasn't like we bought it that way. <laughs> wow. That was, that was intentional. They, yeah. they put all that. I, I should have that discussion with my mom. I have a hard time believing my dad picked out all those pink fixtures. <laughs> all that stuff is coming back and I love it so much. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm on Facebook Marketplace looking for people getting rid of, you know, green velvet couches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. This didn't seem like a lot of bad choices again, but we need to get on with my sister. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That well, would be I did listen to that one from her. It's so interesting, just her take on stuff being, you know, that she was younger. Like we, we experienced it one way and then life continued when we were out of the picture, right? And just a different view of things. So like she talked yeah. about that free to be me album. I don't think we ever heard that album. No, but she and, did. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, and I always I'm always kind of upset because I feel like younger women know that album. 
album. And I was like, no one showed me that. I want, now I kind of want to, I need to go. I still have not listened to it, but I was like, I thought your mom was playing that for Lauren while we were in school. Well, that's what I think. So <laughs> I wonder yeah. if your younger siblings heard it too. That free to be. No, you. but there's no way. That's yeah. no way that my mom played that. That was, had to be your mom. Oh yeah. It wasn't 100%. in our house. Yeah. That was not at our house, but I'm just mad that I, your sister got to hear it. I didn't get to hear it. So. And apparently memorized it. She talks about yeah. that album all the time. Yeah. That was not in our playlist. We had, I don't, do you ever remember hearing it? I don't know. No, no. No. That was your, no. We were in school. That's what it was. I think we were in school. Yeah. I think so too. So. Yeah. We were beyond so. it. Lauren got the yeah. free message. We had to toe the line. <laughs> yeah. We were singing folk songs and, you know, Billy Joel and all that stuff. Well, so. I don't know. We were also standing on the coffee table singing Jesse's Girl and and Grease. Well, that's what I, yeah. But those messages, right? The Grease messages, you got to change yourself for the boy. Oh, not only that. Lauren, oh. Lauren got the, it's free. You're free to be yourself. We got the, you need to dress in black spandex and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true and that was the edited version <laughs> and perm your hair <laughs> and perm your hair yeah. you've been listening to bad choice tuesday with andrea howell a podcast about friendship unconditional love and questionable choices find us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to hear our latest episode every tuesday For more information and to find previous episodes, go to badchoicetuesday.com. See you next week.